Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And it is trade deadline season for the New York Knicks. As always, if you're listening on any audio, Apple, Spotify, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Helps us out. If you're on YouTube, Knicks, Jets, ETC, period. Subscribe. Let us know what you think. We have the Knicks episodes, the Jets episodes. We also have the Winning Picks Weekly, Gambling episodes, Super Bowl episodes probably out right now. We're going through a little bit of a format change, new things coming here, but I had to get on today. It's the NBA trade deadline. We'll talk Josh Hart. We'll talk about the the last five, six uh, home slash away games, depending on how you look at it for the Knicks. What's coming up here uh, before the All-Star break? And, of course, we've got to talk about some All-Stars, too, right? The Knicks got some All-Stars coming in here with Julius Randle, hopefully Jalen Brunson. we got Sims in dunk contest. We'll get into all that. But without further ado, we I mean, I know why you're here. You know why I'm here. Josh Hart. Nice little trade for the New York Knicks today. Bringing back Jalen Brunson. And Josh Hart, the Villanova kids. I mean, nice little touch today. And it was quickly overshadowed by Kevin Durant going to the Suns, which, I mean, just hashtag this league all over the place. But we're here, more importantly, for this Knicks trade. Josh Hart traded for Cam Reddish, Ryan Archie Diacono, uh, Shvi, and the 2023 Knicks first round pick that is lottery protected and depending on how you look at this trade it will be depending on how you grade it right so on one hand if you are thinking about it in the overall picture where how Cam Reddish got here we had to get rid of Knox and Jalen Duran ended up switching that out for Josh Hart Okay, and a $7 million uh, trade exemption here. Okay. Uh, i probably give that trade a C because <laughs> we added a, our own first-round pick here, which doesn't cripple the Knicks into not being able to trade their 2024 because they still own the protected Dallas pick, which because of the Kyrie trade, superstars moving all over the place, it's definitely going to convey this year. So they still have the ability to trade their 2023 or 2024 picks. So there's that part of it. But in an, if you, in a vacuum, look at this trade just the way it is, this is a slam dunk. I would say B plus for the New York Knicks. And the reason why we can't really get too much into it and, and too much into our feelings about the future of this trade is because there's no way the Knicks are done here. We mentioned the $7 million, uh, $7 million trade exception here that's being created because of this trade. But on the other hand, there's also two open roster spots. And, you know, let's get into a little bit. We're adding here Josh Hart, somebody who, besides the fact that he plays uh, with Jalen Brunson and Villanova, Forget that part for a second. He's also a pretty good NBA basketball player. 
um, ever since he got traded to Portland, I mean, he 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 kind of he kind of blew up in New Orleans, but ever since he went to Portland, he's been. I mean, that was his best season. Maybe he uh, the sample size was a little bit small, but listen, the man plays thirty minutes. Uh, he's not some bench player as uh, everybody is quick to talk about how, okay, great, we, we just uh, obtained another a bench small forward. I don't know if this guy who has a rapport with Jalen Brunson, our starting point guard, was repped by Leon Rose, is definitely a Tibbs basketball player, is going to be playing, is going to get reduced minutes from 30 down to, you know, 12, 15, and hang out on the bench behind R.J. Barrett. It just uh, it, it seems a little weird right now. So I'm curious as to how it's all going to play out at the moment. If we're just looking at things the way they are, we got Jalen Brunson, Grimes, R.J., Randall, Mitch Robinson as the starting five. Hopefully he's back. We saw him... Uh, Post a little, um, <laughs> uh, him and he was in a pool scrolling with his thumb. So it looks like he's, uh, looks like he's been cleared to scroll. <laughs> so we're, get, we're getting somewhere here. Um, with the bench in this scenario with IQ, who's been coming into his own here. I, I mean, I guess Fournier mixed with Hart and Obi. I mean, it just, it just seems so, so. Something's up. Something is up here. And, man, by the time this episode... I, I am sure that by the time this episode drops, it's going to be outdated because things are going 1 million miles per hour up until this trade deadline here. And I'm very curious if Obi Toppin is still going to be on this team. I'm... I mean... I'm assuming RJ will be here at least till the summer. But at this point, I'm not. I'm really not sure. They have they now definitely have a starting small forward. So at this point, RJ at least becomes expendable where it's not like you need another small forward back. So it kind of opens up the door a little bit. <laughs> a lot of uh there's a lot of reunions going around in the NBA right now. We have Dinwiddie coming back to the Nets. We got Potal going back. We even had Deadmond going back to this person, even though he's getting bought out. We got TJ Warren back to the Nets. Everybody's going back home. I'm curious if RJ Barrett might be on his way to Toronto. I I I, I know that sounds crazy right now. I'm not trying to RJ slander. If I wanted to slander RJ, I'd just bring up his stats from last game. I mean, that, if I really wanted to slander, I'm not going to do that right now. Let's uh, let's keep this on a positive note. Talking about this trade, you know, he becomes expendable. Which, to be honest with you, when the Donovan Mitchell trade rumors came up, and RJ was in that deal, we were all taking it back. You'd be lying if you're saying, "Oh yeah, I, I you know, I was cool with it." Th that was crazy. And then from there, we extended him. I mean, that, it was a crazy turning point, and now we know that RJ has a poison pill contract, which means that it increases, and when you trade for him, you have to 
the other team has to uh, shed out more than they bring in because of this poison pill. So they're going to have to have cap space going into it. It gets a little complicated. So it's really interesting um, what the Knicks have done with this um, with this trade deadline so far. To me, again, B plus trade just on its face. I understand. Listen, the Cam Reddish ordeal was an L. And if you're sitting there today wondering if, hey, John, how do you know that Josh Hart isn't going to just be in the same box, you know, when it comes to Tibbs? What if he just gets put in the doghouse like Cam Radish plays 10 minutes and we're all sitting here screaming about we should free Josh Hart? I, I think this is a bit of a different scenario. He he's been getting real-time minutes. Cam Reddish has always been a project. The next team is going to save him. Now, I mean, we'll see if Portland saves him. He's definitely going to have an opportunity. So we'll see. We'll see who was right there. But speaking of Josh Hart and his contract, he has a play. He has a player's option next year, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, they were going over his contract a little bit. If he, it's only it's pretty cheap. It's a pretty cheap player option. So that kind of already makes me think that he's not going to take it. But if he does opt into his option, it's a non guaranteed contract, which means you can kind of maneuver it around the salary cap which is, you know, advantageous in a soft cap league like the NBA. So we'll see what happens there. He's a CAA guy. He was rep by Leon Rose. I feel like he's going to be a Nick for a while here. I think I think we're going to sign him to a long-term deal. But, man, I am really curious as to how this rotation is going to look. You got Jalen Brunson. We know he could play with Josh Hart. We know Julius Randle's an all-star. We know Mitch is, is good, and uh, as much as we hate to say it, you know, people are hating on him, including me, for a little bit uh, this year. And he even admitted he was doing terrible with iHeart. He's been coming into his own a little bit, and Sims, as much as I love him, he's my guy. I'm screaming for 45 every game. Maybe he's a little limited sometimes, especially on the defensive side uh, in the paint. Sure, he's a great perimeter defender. He jumps out of the rafters to get the rebounds. He hustles, but sometimes... He lacks a little bit in the interior defense. He, but we have for a couple of years. He's going to get bigger and better. I, I, I'm nervous to get rid of iHeart, honestly, especially with Mitch being injury prone, as much as I hate to say it. So by the time you listen to this, the trade deadline has come and gone. I'll probably drop another emergency episode if we make another trade here. I'm really curious as to what's going to happen. RJ, he should be here at least till the till the summer. But again, this Josh Hart makes him at least expendable. Toronto does want to get rid of some players. I want nothing to do with Spicy P. I want nothing to do with, with Van Fleet anymore now that we have Brunson. Obviously, Scotty Barnes is what they're building around. But if they want to talk, and, and, you know, the rumor is that there's three protected first picks for OG on the table right now, and they don't want it. I wonder if RJ going into the deal changes things. If he was good enough for Donovan Mitchell, I can't imagine he's not that that's not good enough for OG. So we'll see what happens there. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think that a Brunson Grimes? How about no? A Brunson, OG, Josh Hart, Randall, Mitch starting lineup with IQ who 
We're about to get into some IQ. IQ has just been unbelievable since that rumor that we wanted to trade him. Oh my god, he's just he's a defensive anchor. He's playing 30 plus minutes. He's running, he's running this team, honestly. Um, especially when Brunson's out. Mixed with Grimes. Maybe some guy, Carmelo Anthony, comes back, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. You might end up in Phoenix at this point um, with Kevin Durant heading over there. We'll get into that at the end here with the uh, NBA just general talk. The last, I mean, the, the two last big pieces, okay, fine. The three last big pieces is Obi Toppin. What's going to happen with him? It's, curi- it's curious that the Pacers really like him. It's also curious that uh, Duarte is in CAA, pretty close to uh, Leon Rose. I could see it happening. I wouldn't love that trade, though, to be honest with you. I really only would want to trade Obi in, in some sort of blockbuster uh, addition to be honest, at this point. But he has no role on this team, which is so frustrating. So we'll see what happens there. D-Rose, poor guy. I kind of want to send him to a contender, make him happy, hopefully get something back. Like, I don't know why the Bulls are being so stubborn. Like, they're no man's land. They have contracts they want to shed, but they want so much for their players. Which, I mean, Delonzo was a terrible contract. DeRozan, he, you get rid of him while his value's still there. Caruso, they want too much. Vooch was a terrible trade, and they need to get rid of him now so they don't lose him for nothing. I don't, I don't know why they're being stubborn. I wonder if the Bulls are going to be pretty big here coming into the deadline. Wonder if the Knicks could do something there. The Minnesota guys that the Knicks were rumored to, they're gone and Beasley. Um and Vanderbilt. Everything kind of uh settled down. And that little Sadiq Bay is another guy, but now that we have Josh Hart, we're probably good there. So those are like just the just the rumors. So I wonder what happens with Fournier with his uh, with his money. Uh, speaking of money, Fred Katz from The Athletic uh, eloquently uh, wrote today about how the Knicks have just about $1.5 million of cap space left due to some bonuses, which are good bonuses, but that's, you know, that's what happens when uh, iHeart had some bonuses, Randall had some all-star, uh, the, uh, and they have like some playoff bonuses in there. It's going to end up pretty much that they have $1.5 million of cap space, so they got to they got to make some moves here. They got the trade exception of seven, so they have some breathing space. But I wonder if Fournier finally moves. And I wonder how, what would they do with D-Rose if they hook him up, put him in Milwaukee, or put him in Chicago, put him, in, put him on the Clippers, maybe give him to Phoenix. Just do something like, good for him, I wonder. So that's about it with the Knicks trade deadline. Again, any emergency stuff uh, that happens. I'll be right here. I'll bring it back. But again, stick with us with the next stuff. We have some stuff cooking. But without further ado, let's just really, I'm just going to really quick talk about the last couple games here. Uh, I know it feels like so long ago, but I mean, it's a nice transition. I mean, all these teams are making crazy trades here. So, you know, that loss at Brooklyn just really hurt. And, Honestly, 
I'm really proud of the Knicks for kind of owning up to the fact that there's no rivalry because we've been losing to them. Nick Claxton going out saying he's never lost to the Knicks. That stuff hurts. But listen, the boogeyman's gone. Okay, I think I can say that out loud. The boogeyman is officially gone. Kevin Durant, he's he's in the west. He's on the west. We don't have to think about him anymore. Kyrie's gone. The whole era is gone. But let me tell you something. The Nets are pretty good. Before you get all excited, you start looking at the standings, trying to figure out how the Knicks are gonna usurp the Nets in the standings. I'm just as excited as you are. But they have. A lot of nice players. I know they have, as Bill Simmons tweeted, I won't even take credit for it. They have uh, 15 3 and D guys, which I thought was hilarious. They have some really nice players. I'm curious as to how they're actually going to play together. They have a nice coach, and they have a million first round, un- unprotected first round picks to kind of make up for what happened with the Harden trade uh, with them in Houston. So the Nets aren't as down bad as we all want them to be. I would beware of them a little bit. We have redemption against them on Monday, February 13th. We better win that game. We better win that game. Okay? So I'll I'll give that a little bit. Moved on to the Lakers L in overtime. We all knew that was coming. Especially... After what happened with LeBron and the Celtics and took a game off versus Brooklyn and he was coming versus us. That was that was a tough game. I'm not gonna get into too many uh stats and details here because you know, you know, I, I want to take a, a little bit of a different approach where just right now, just to kind of look at a big picture, because we get so wrapped up in every single game. We start hating every player, loving every player. Like right now, let's just look, big picture right now, we're doing okay. Especially going into this trade deadline, we played the most important game was the Miami game. In my perspective, we, I talked about it last episode. The Miami game is is huge for our standings. It was two wins for us, you know, on the books. The Clippers L was tough. Another OT, dude. Why can we not win an OT? I think the answer is so damn simple. It's because we refuse to make a substitute. I'm going to die on this hill. You have to sub in overtime. You have to. You don't think that maybe we should change the formula? I know it's, oh, they made it into the fourth. They're the ones that got us to overtime. Sometimes we we, we stumble back into overtime. Can we make a sub? Before you start screaming, hey, John, you don't know more than Coach Tibbs. Listen, sometimes you just have to, again, just... You're too deep. You got to just take a step back. Listen, remember when I don't even want to, it hurts even talking about the loss to Dallas and how that went down, especially at the free throw line. Did you see how the Knicks learned from that against the Magic? All of a sudden, Sims is getting subbed in uh, for RJ on offense, defense, just to get the rebound. And, you know, speaking of rebounds, shout out to Julius Randle for manning up and grabbing that board, yo. He has shown this team that he is the leader. He has shown this fan base that last year was a fluke, the way he's owned up to last year, the way he's talked about how he wouldn't want to be teammates with the Julius Randle of last year. He's really made strides. And listen, this point, it's two out of three. Two out of the three seasons. Like, most improved player, worst player in the NBA, 
and now an all-star. He's, he has a pretty good average, even though last year was pretty bad. We have to give him some credit. And in between there, we had that really nice win against the, the 76ers. Again, we got we to gotta beat the East teams. What I'm so happy with is we actually beat Miami and the Sixers at home. Thank God. We, we've been so bad at home. It's crazy. We joked around how this was such a huge home game uh, winning home game stretch here, right? We had at Brooklyn, which is a home game. It's going to be an even bigger home game now. I, <laughs> I'm so curious as to how the Brooklyn Brigade is going to be when uh, they have to do chance for Nick Claxton now. Um, I mean, shout out to I like their team, but it's just oh, man, they just talk so much smack. But I'm happy for them, honestly. But listen, they're an Atlantic Division rival. We have to start beating them. Maybe maybe now's our chance. But anyway, we lost that home game. We lost at home versus the Lakers. We lost at home versus the Clippers. And but we were able to sneak out the Miami win. Nice win versus 76ers. And then the home game at Orlando. That was that was definitely a nice one. But hey, we won't have, we won't have to get too much into uh into the stats here. Um about these games, you know, you know what it is, how, how how they've been playing. My only gripe, my only gripe is RJ. I'm sorry, my only gripe is he's been he's been slacking on the defense. He's been inefficient at the basket. I don't have to go into specific numbers. You know what it is. But they have improved at the free throw line. That's a plus. On the other hand. Julius Randle's just been unbelievable. Jalen Brunson has been that guy. And speaking of Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, we got to get Jalen Brunson to the All-Star game. We got to. We got to get Jalen Brunson to the All-Star game. With Jalen Brown going down with the facial fracture, I, I, I think Jalen Brunson's going to be next up here. And he, he really, truly deserves it. I'm very curious as to how this trade deadline is going to go. We'll talk about how, on the next coming episode, how this shapes up for the East. Because right now, with Jalen Brown hurt, depending on how long he's out, with the Nets losing their superstars, who in the East are you really, truly worried about? I'm a, I mean, I don't want to play the Bucks. I don't want to play... The 76ers or the Cavs, but I, I, I would. And that's about it. We all were laughing that the Knicks are just an average team. They're 30 and 26. No problem. We're three games out of the fifth seed, which the Nets hold. Four and a half games out of the fourth seed of the Cavs, who we're scared of, who I'm scared of, Donovan Mitchell. I don't want to play Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs in the Garden. Please, God, don't do that to me. I already had enough with Trey Young. I'm very curious as to how this deadline shapes up. I'm worried about Miami making a move. I'm worried about Boston Celtics making a sneaky move. And that's about it. We got upcoming schedule here after the trade deadline, of course. We want to see how this team ends up, but we're at Philly, another home game. 
home versus Utah, which funny enough, if you're a season ticket holder, uh, you know that they made the Utah game a premium game, which is because they thought that Don Mitchell would be here. <laughs> we got Josh Hart. <laughs> well, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. And then a home game versus Brooklyn Nets. So Friday night Knicks at Philly. They've been hot, but I would like that win. Saturday versus Saturday night versus Utah at home. Scary to me, but I could see us. All right. L at Philly. Win at Utah. Win versus Utah at home. Win versus Brooklyn at home. Two and one over the next three. But again, kind of might be a red herring because who knows how. This trade deadline is going to end up. If the Knicks make any moves, I'll be back. Again, stick, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for bearing with us to a, a little bit of some changes here. We'll uh, we'll get this moving. We appreciate you guys. Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC period on our YouTube. Like and subscribe there. You have the Knicks episodes. We have our Jets episodes with Greg and I. Aaron Rodgers stuff every week. Uh, just quarterback stuff we got uh, now we're getting into draft season and of course winning picks weekly is there as well where are we doing the Super Bowl episodes and as always Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher name it, we are there we out let's go Knicks let's do something big at this deadline